ASI. Season 3, Episode 4. My name is Russ Shaw. All natural and technological processes proceed in such a way the availability of the remaining energy decreases. In all energy exchanges, if no energy enters or leaves an isolated system, the entropy of that system increases. Energy continuously flows from being concentrated to becoming dispersed, spread out, wasted, and useless. New energy cannot be created, and high-grade energy is being destroyed. An economy based on endless growth is This episode is titled Focus, Energy, and Economy, and it is the result of an email from a listener. ASI247.org is my email address uh, at Russ Shaw, all one word, R U S S S H A W, is my Twitter handle. Go to the website, ASI247.org, and you can connect on Facebook. Click the like button if you if you Facebook more than you Twitter. Um, basically, my like page on Facebook is my Twitter feed, so you don't have to do both. <laughs> it just depends on what you do. Uh, and I do, you know, Facebook's kind of cool because then I get to kind of interact with with folks on Facebook. Like if you you can respond. I I don't know. You can do the same thing on Twitter, but it's just more. I don't know. It's just more public. So, if you're more private than public, then like me on Facebook, and uh, if you don't care that much, then Twitter's your deal. So, now that I've got all the uh, connection, social networking, interact with the show stuff out of the way, here's some more muse on the podcast. Muse for you. That's two songs in a row from Muse on the ASI podcast from the same album, even. Uh, go to the website, ASI247.org. You click on the music tab, and yes, you can download the sh- songs, the the bumps I play. I play bumper promos. I play bumps. <laughs> and uh, you can download them in their entirety right there at ASI247.org. Not com, dot org and click on the music tab. Anyway, on with the topic. Again, this topic was sent in by a listener who's listening to some of the past shows and he was asking me about attention deficit disorder. I, I talked about um, my struggles with ADD. Yes, I suffer from attention deficit disorder in case you haven't noticed. I'm a, I'm a ADHD kind of a kind of a dude, kind of a hyperactive. Uh, anyway, what is that, and what does it mean? And did I seek, you know, uh, help with that? 
Yes, I did. I was on medication for a while. Um, I listen. Here's the deal. I the the early shows took place in 2000. I I started in 2005. You know, 2006. I've stopped the show, seeking help, seeking answers, trying to get my head straight, and uh, picked up the show again. Right as I've walked through this journey of, of, you know, sexual integrity, right, through life, (laughs) anyway, I mean, this show is not just about um, how to kick the the habit or the addiction of sexual addiction, it's how to stay not, right, an addict, that's part of the deal, and there's a lot of research that I've looked into, I listen to lectures all day long, I commute right now, I only work for one franchise owner. Um, I'm a, I own a pizza catering business. All right, it's not really my business. I'm a sales rep. I work for another company, but I am self-employed. I take care of my own taxes and all that stuff. So I spend a lot of time driving. All of these shows that you hear, I'm usually driving. Right, that's because that's what I do for a living. Anyway, um, so right now I'm working in SeaTac, Washington, and I live in Everett, Washington. So I drive uh, about. It's like a 35 to 45 minute commute every day there and back to get to where I work. And then when I'm out, I drive all day. So I've been listening to lectures. I listen to a ton of lectures. I'm going to talk about that a little later. Um, but I, I get a lot of information. Like I'm, I'm, I'm fascinated by psychology, by theology. Um, the inner workings of the heart and minds of people, right? And I, I just, I'm fascinated. I like it. And I like learning about it. And anyway, part of this is figuring myself out too. So what I've learned about um, attention deficit disorder uh, is that it's kind of, and this is from um, lectures at Yale, from people I listen to at Yale University, as well as uh, Berkeley. Um, I mean, I, I've just got a lot of really good information about, you know, ADD, depression, mania. Oxford University, I listen to a symposium on, uh, on mindfulness, uh, CTB, or cognitive behavioral therapy. And, you know, a lot of this stuff has to do with depression. Um, ADD is a form of mania, right? It's kind of a... It's like a depressed person goes to, you know, sad, dark, don't want to get out of bed, don't feel like doing much of anything. Um, mania is the opposite. It's, it's, it's the same, right? It's sad, lonely, maybe hurting, but instead of going to depression we tend to go to hyperactivity or staying busy or, you know, looking for things to be distracted by as a way to dilute our stress level, right? If I want to diminish my <laughs> my stress, the best thing for me to do, not the best thing, a great way to do it quickly is to just be distracted, to let my mind run and wander to other things, Um I talk about a lot on the show 
learning to see when, you know, I have a bunch of analogies for this, right? The, the arrows, this is from the Bible, Ephesians 6, you know, the fiery arrows from the devil, right? That hit the mind, you know, you're, this flame starts to spread, a sexual, you know, thought comes into your mind. You get one of these X-rated thoughts or an X-rated film or, a, you know, you see someone on the street or you talk to someone and then your mind, your imagination starts to burn, right? And getting good, I talk about getting good at snuffing out those thoughts. Um, ADD is kind of like that from what I've learned and researched, but it's it, that sexual thoughts are just one place that we tend to go. Um, I'm not, t I'm not saying that all sex addicts are, are suffering from ADD. I am saying that sexual addiction can be a way that you deal with stress in your life, uh, dealing with the, the hurts and pains of the past. Um, when life gets tough, it's, it's easier it feels and seems easier in the moment to run to a place quickly in your mind. Um, was I on medication? Yes. I, I was given antidepressants at first, and then uh, Adderall seemed to work the best. I stopped taking Adderall because I was sped up a lot. I felt like I'm a former drug addict, all right? I, I used to do a lot of cocaine, um, methamphetamine. The Adderall felt very similar. It's one thing I didn't like about it. it did it help me focus? Yeah. Um, I think cocaine helped me focus too. But, uh, you know, Adderall has different effects. But I was still kind of up and down. Like, I, my wife noticed that I would get in these kind of just zoned out moods. Weren't really depressed moods. Just I just didn't seem to be there, right? And I noticed it too, and I talked to the doctor about it, and, and he said, well, you're probably bipolar. So I've been diagnosed twice with ADD, once by a clinic in Everett in my town, and once by the University of Washington, where I met with a professor, you know, a doctor, a professor, you know, something like that. And she's like, what do you do for a living? <laughs> like, I sell pizza. And she's, she thought that was really interesting because... Uh, yeah, that's what an ADD person should do for a living. <laughs> just run around to big companies selling pizza. Anyway, um, so yes, I've been diagnosed twice, but I wasn't formally diagnosed by a psychiatrist with uh, bipolar disorder, simply by a medical doctor when all the medication for ADD didn't seem to be working. They were going to put me on Wellbutrin, which the pharmacist was like, you know, that's kind of a powerful drug for someone who wasn't diagnosed by a psychiatrist. And I didn't take it. Like, I, I, I sat there in a chair praying to God and and, and holding this bottle of Wellbutrin and, and like, what... Is this what am I supposed to do, right? And I felt like, I felt like the Holy Spirit was saying, "This is this is who you are, right? Not mentally insane, not dissolved, not, you know, but part of my, the thing I was trying to put out was part of who God built me to be a little bit, right? Like I'm creative, I, I'm high energy a lot of times. That's not a bad thing. Um, some of the places I go with it are bad, but I, I just felt like, you know, God was saying, don't, 
don't hate yourself. And I think maybe that's what I was thinking of taking that pill is because I really did not like me, you know, at some deep level. I realized, you know, through studying theology that we are spirit, right? Like C.S. Lewis said, you don't have a soul. You are a soul. And you have a body. And you have a mind. And that's very true. Um, at some spiritual level, I did not like me. I didn't like my life. I didn't like who I was or who God created me to be. And that was very real, right? Like I'm not my sin. My sin is something that I do, but but who who God created me to be is something far deeper than than that. I'm not a expert, all right. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychologist. Um, and and it, it, yes, it helps to see people. I don't know if you need to be medicated. Um, according to a professor who writes books on training, uh, psychologists at Yale said that very few people should be on medication for this. It is very over-prescribed, over especially with young people, ADHD, especially in young boys, young men. Um, just be real cautious to that because... There's a whole, especially in my country, here in the United States, doctors love to prescribe medicine because they get money, you know. I don't want to, I don't want to put in your mind distrust of, of your doctor. I'm just saying that to be discerning to, to who you get help from. Um, ask them, hey, do you mostly prescribe medication for psychiatric problems or do you believe in some cognitive behavioral therapy or talk therapy, they may call it? I would, I would straight up ask them that. If there's someone who 80% of the time prescribes medication, I would find somebody else. You may need medication, but man, somebody who's prescribing even 50% even of the people out there medication, I think it's too much. And again, that's not me, Russ Shaw, pretending to be an expert expert on <laughs> depression, anxiety, and uh, attention deficit disorder. That's, you know, Susan uh, uh, Nolan Huxma, I believe her name is, at Yale, who has a doctorate and writes textbooks for people learning to become counselors, therapists, and psychiatrists, all right? On the science side, right, the, the cognitive scientists are going to say that anxiety, depression, addiction, that these are ways that we react to stress in our lives, um, to heat in our lives, right? On the theological level, it's like, uh, it's like that song by Muse I played earlier. This is economy. This is energy, right? How we spend our lives. Music, you know, that's the thing I love about music is it catches us up. It catches our heart and our spirit emotionally, spiritually a little bit, right? Like music, uh, it's just, I, I, I love music, right? It's so much more than something you can just explain out in rational, logical facts. 
the way music has us feel, the way music has us, you know, think about our lives. Um, Worship. Okay, worship isn't just the music at church, by the way. Worship, I feel like I need to define this. There's just so many uh, evangelical kind of religious-y type bad religion Christians who've watered this word worship down to mean, you know, the music at church. And it's, it's so much more than that. It's how we pour out all of the time, every day. It's what comes flowing out of us. It's more than just our energy. It's, it's our lives. Economy, right? Economy isn't just money. Economy is what we're spending our lives on each and every day. Our lives are being spent. Every day is another dollar. The average person lives about 28, 29,000 days what the average person has like twenty, thirty thousand dollars to spend and then we die and really more than just the facts and figures of psychology it's really realizing a deeper definition of love and that's spiritual you are a soul right and though this body may live for about 28,000, 29,000 days on average because our soul is going to live a lot longer. And that's just true, all right? God loves us. He isn't crumpling up pieces of trash and throwing them into hell. He's a loving father, and, he, and he's after us. He's on a rescue mission for us. He came into his own story as the man Jesus Christ to love us, to forgive us, suffer with us, all right? That's just true. Just keep in mind what Patrick Carnes said, that ADD is the addict, right? An addicted person has attention deficit disorder. And Yale has this stress and addiction consortium Addiction, depression, anxiety, these are all ways we deal with stress. So I'm going to encourage you to seek, I'm going to encourage you to find a church, man. Submit yourself to God. Bring your soul before God and ask him to to love you. Just, you know, love... God does love you. He did come into his story, into his creation, on a rescue mission for you and me. Dirty, messed up, jacked up. Yes, we are sinful. Um, I don't have all the answers right now. I'm, I'm seeking to go back to, to, to a counselor because through the last few months, um, my thoughts are, are been, have been increasingly scattered. I have a real hard time focusing again and um, talking to a, uh, looking to talk to a Christian counselor at my church and um, trying to get some of that back under control. Uh, that's just where I'm at. So I'm being honest. I'm going to be honest about my weakness on this show. Um, we, we have our issues, but God loves us like a dad, and that's true. All right, God will never leave you or forsake you. 
it's it's where my soul rests and that is so far deeper than my my psychology than my mind and uh i'm on a journey like you there's no silver bullet there's no my story isn't your story but that is true all right there is there is spiritual rest for your soul jesus says that Come to me, those of you who are burdened and heavy laden, all right? Jesus says, my burden is light to give us rest for our souls. That's dealing with stress on a spiritual level rather than a, you know, do better, try harder kind of level. It's like we're little kids, four-year-olds, saying, I can sustain my own energy, right? Like, I can, I can feed myself. I can do these things for myself. I don't need you. A four-year-old will die without its parents. I mean, that's, that's part of the, the analogies that are in the scriptures. Jesus says in Matthew fifteen five, I am the vine, and you're the branches. That's energy. That's economy. So often we're trying to be our own vine. And the good news is that we get to plug into him. We get to talk to him. Because he is there. He does care about us. And in the economy and the energy that pours out of him. That, that comes roots through us, right? Love is that energy energy, that constant, sustainable energy that we're looking for, that we're searching for. And God's our Father, and He wants to teach us and love us and show us the way. And listen, He's not a distant Father. You can talk to Him. Chances are someone's already praying for you, and maybe that's why you're listening today. Maybe that's why your heart's being moved. The heart moves. The mind changes. Alright. Kick out the shame. All of these things that are in our head that are moving you away from God rather than to Him. Let your soul cry out to Him. Just get someplace quiet and, and talk to Him. He loves you and he, and he wants to hear from you. And again, you know, especially dads, moms, husbands, wives, parents. Maybe somebody's praying for you, you know. I'm going to play a song for you by Matthew West. and We'll end out the show with this tune. And I just pray that uh, maybe some of this gets in your heart, all right? Don't believe the lie that, that God's distant from you or doesn't like you or doesn't want to hear from you because he does. I pray that you can start moving towards him rather than believing the lies of shame that have you moving away from him. Talk to him, alright? Until next time, bye. Dear God, it's me calling out to you Tonight I'm on my knees Hoping you'll come through This one's for my dad Can you help him please? The world's made him mad At mom and me 
And I'm asking you to bring his heart back home Mama's all I have But she's alone again tonight They always used to laugh Now all they do is fight She says I love that man But he's so far from you She's done all she can But she can't breathe through and she's begging you to bring his heart back home 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 The power of a prayer For his old man It made me come undone It made me understand That only you can bring my heart back home 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 